Alright, Rabotai, Beruchim Abba'in, Erev Shabbat, the time is short. And we have a custom that we come on Erev Shabbat and we like to say something on the Parashat Shavua. Rashi, of course, is always correct when he says in the Parashat Korah, Parashat Zuyafanid Reshet. There's what to say, uh, plenty to say in Parashat Korah. Now, the challenge of Parashat Korah, I'll tell you what it is, is not to talk about Korah so much. Because there's other Pesukim, there's 95 Pesukim in the Parashat. Now most Darshanim, you can't see past Korah. I said, yeah, the Mahloket of Korah is so amazing. So therefore, but there's, there's 95 Pesukim. Now Korah takes, I'm not going to say no, the lion's share of the Parashat. But there's stuff after. And most of the time we neglect that because... You know, it's too interesting. Listen, if you're going to have uh, Shalom and Mahloket, what do you want to talk about? Mahloket. I don't know about Shalom. What's the word Shalom? And there was, uh, you know, a, a, a rabbi in the shul, and uh, they weren't getting customers. So what do we do? We started to make Mahloket with some people. All of a sudden, everybody comes to shul for the politics, and all of a sudden, jumps up, uh, jumps up business. When we were young, when we used to come home from Shere Siyon, the question when you came out of shul was, what happened in shul today? What happened in Shul today? Now, they weren't talking about praying and all that. What happened? Oh, you missed it. Yeah, you missed it. What does it mean you missed it? You missed it. The guy yelled at him. He battled him. They were yelling. Oh, you missed it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because there's action. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like you put, exactly. One is action. So I controlled my uh, urge to talk about the Mahloket. And I said, you know what, let's go right, let's go further in the Pirashah and get out of the Mahloket and let's go to the end. What happens at the end of the Pirashah, Rapotai? At the end of the Pirashah, Aharon is established as the Kohen, finished. It's Korah. He tried to, you know, take it, hostile takeover, but he ended up getting taken over. You know, we explained in the Shi'ur it says, by Yikach Korah. So, uh, so what did he take? So the she says, Lakach et atzmo. He took himself. What does it mean, he took himself? So he took himself to one side to fight against Moshe. But you know, in English, how you say, he got taken? He got taken, meaning when you take somebody, you took him for a ride. So the Pasuk is coming from the beginning, by Yikach Korah. He took himself, meaning he tried to trick everybody, but at the end, who did he take? He took himself. He got taken by his own uh, shenanigans. He got quit because where, where did he end up? He ended up uh, in the ground. Anyway, so he's gone. Leave Korah. Now what happens? Bari Olam says, Aaron is to quit. And now the Torah starts to tell us about the 24 Matanot of Kehuna, which are all in this week's Parashah, by the way, in some, some, some form of way. The Torah promises that the Kohanim, as a result of their service, they're going to get 24 different gifts. It's like a, a tax that we have to pay to them. Goes to the queen. They don't get. They don't. They don't make any money working in the Beit Hamikdash. Their salary comes from Bnei Israel. We learned about Hala and the Shitagez, and you have Teruma, and you have uh, the different uh, um, uh, Pidyon that goes to them. They, 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 that's how they make their Parnasa. That's what it refers to over here. And then it comes along and says, "Call Terumot Kodashim, Ashid Yarimu Bnei Israel Hashem." All the different Terumot. Uh, that we learned the 24 gifts. Natati lecha ulbanecha it's perik yudchet pasuk yudtet. Natati lecha ulbanecha v'lebnotecha techa lechok olam. Now we get to the subject. 
ברית מלח עולם היא לפני אדוני לך וזרעך איתך. התורה all of a sudden introduces to us in the middle of nowhere. ברית מלח the the salt covenant. God says to Aharon, Berit Melech Olam Hi. Berit Melech with you, that's going to be the Olam. Lefnei Hashem to you, Zarecha Itach. All right, everybody. So for all of you on a salt-free diet, today we came to talk about, what, what, is this, what does this even mean? What does this even mean? This Berit Melech Olam Hi, Lefnei Hashem, okay. Once you hear the Dirash. So now, the Korah. We made fun of Korah? I can't. I can't bother us. The Korah Lometu. So now, Bemet, what does this mean over here? What, what is this Brit Melah? We'll start with a halakha and Shohan Aruch Rabotai, since we're talking about the Brit Melah. Shohan Aruch is Kuf Samik Zayin. Kuf Samik Zayin, halakha He in the Ramah. Let's do halakha. I know, Rabotai, I, I know it's not a halakha class. Just look for halakha for one minute. Just pay attention. It says over here, no, I know, Jacob's saying it's supposed to be a parashah class. I can't put a parashah class. The guys won't bring up halakha. Uh, Give me a minute. I'm going to get to the thing. I'll get to it. Agaha. Umikol makom mitzvah lehavi al kol shulhan melach. Kodim sheyipsah. Before you make the hamotzi, you have to make sure that there's bread that there's salt on the table. Because the shulchan is like the mezbeyah, and the achila is like a korban. That's not in this week's parasha. That's in, in Sefer Vayikra. The pasuk says that every time you bring a korban, you have to put salt on the korban. So therefore, the Ramah says, Rabotai, you're sitting at the table, the food on the table is like a korban. The table itself is a mezbeah. Remember when we were young, they told you no kids on the table. The table is kodesh, the table is a mezbeah. Remember that? So we just put a TV on the table instead. We don't put the kids on the table. The point is, the point is, so the Ramah writes, it says, so you have to put salt on the, on the food, specifically on the bread. The bread, I can't is the korban. Right? Because the, the korban is called lechem yishel Hashem. So therefore, that's one inyan. Then he says a big hadush. Which we came to talk about. Vehu magen menapur anut. Unbelievable. This is for the Sigula people amongst us, the Sigula of the day, Sigula de jour. Vehu magen menapur anut. You want to protect yourself from tragedy? Learn a lesson. Keep salt on the table. Magen menapur anut. Now, the first reason I understand, okay, it's an emes, korban, kohen, and that stuff. The second is hard to understand. What, what the salt, magen menapuranut, on the table. doesn't say put salt in your pocket. There's an old custom during Sefirat HaOmed, they keep salt, a brick of salt in the pocket. Lebanese have the custom yeah. too, they put salt during Sefirat HaOmed. That's a segula. The Benish Chai says during Bidikat Hamed, you're supposed to put salt in the in the Ka'ala when you go around to find the it's a sigula for for, for Ali Kuchami. But now you're talking a different thing. On the table when you're making that motzi, who magen mina put So look at the magen Abraham. 
ומגן אברהם סייז כתב בית יוסף בשם התוספות, תוספות מסכת ברכות, בשם המדרש, כי ישראל יושבים וממתינים זה את זה עד שיתלו ידיהם. When the people are sitting at the table like Friday night, everybody's waiting uh, for the other guy to wash their hands. הסטן מקטרג עליהם. הסטן הזה עובד. הסטן הזה עובד. וברית מלח מגן עליהם. וברית מלח, the covenant of the soul, protects them. It's unbelievable. I didn't know that was a dangerous moment. I didn't know that that was a dangerous moment when everybody's making the tachadayim. Everybody's sitting around and you need a, a, a counter effect called the melach in order to keep away the heebie-jeebies, the satan, so we don't get affected. So somebody would ask you, give me, uh, give me one of the dangerous moments of the week. What's the dangerous moment of the week? What's the dangerous moment of the week? Uh, you wouldn't think it's, it, it, it's this moment over here. You wouldn't think it's this moment over here. Say when you open up your credit card bill, okay, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous moment during the week over there. I mean, for the family, it's a dangerous moment over there. Okay, that we understand, but you tell me, no, Abotai, Sakana, put a big sign, Abotai, beware. When everyone, the people are making the touch, Adayim, Tachilak, make sure they salt on the table. This is salt, so that, this, this is not the Kabbalah, by the way. This is Rama, what am I getting, Abraham? This is, we're not reading, uh, it's Chaim. <coughs> so we go back to Al-Panashah if we can understand Al-Panashah correctly we'll understand the sword of Sword of Melah Berit Melah now what is the Berit Melah doing over here by the way, salt was not one of the 24 Matanot you don't have to go to I don't know, Quinn, open your hands and give him a, a, a handful of salt so what, what is it doing over here Berit Melah, what is it doing so I found the unbelievable Ibn Ezra, just for those that like the, the words. Beautiful Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra, Mamash is Bechudash. Berit Melah. When you hear the word Melah, you hear salt, right? He doesn't hear the word salt. He hears something else. Berit Keruta. When you make a covenant with somebody, what do they say in, in, in English? You cut a deal. You cut. Somebody, that's where they use the last word. You cut a deal with him. You cut a deal. Berit keruta, koret berit. Koret berit means we cut a deal amongst each other. That's the way they use the terminology. I guess they got it from here. Koret berit, keritat berit. So God is telling Aaron, listen, regarding those 24 matanot that we dealt with today, you got a deal. Hazak Barubik. You got a deal. Cut a deal. Now, I didn't know that melach means to cut. I thought melach means salt. So he's not because you don't know Hebrew. He says, "Megizerat eres peri lemlecha." Remember, we read it on the Pesach. Eres peri lemlecha, berat yosh beba. Semet bar lagamayim, eres yalem otzayimayim, yoshev shab leaimim. Okay, that's it. Okay, it's tehilim kufzayim. What does it mean, eres peri lemlecha? It's talking about a land that the fruits in the land stopped growing. That the land became infertile. So how does the Pasuk say that the fruit were cut from the land? Eres, a land that peri limleha. Limleha, that the perot were cut. Now why would you use Lashon Melah to refer to something as cut? Umakom ha-melah kemo nikrat. 
because in a place we have salty land, you can't you can't produce anything. Right? Could you produce anything? So therefore, when you want to talk about a, a land, let's say that's barren or that there's no fruit able to grow, that's called eretz. That what That the perot are are cut. So therefore, when I want to talk about a brit, when I make a brit with somebody, I say brit melach, meaning we cut a we cut a deal. So nothing to do with salt, according to Ibn Ezra. It's unbelievable. By the way, when I read that, it's shocking. Brit melach perush kiritat berit melashon eres peridim neha. Of course, the question is, Rabotai. I mean, you could have said correct then. I mean, now tell me Melah, and I have to go to Tidim Kubzain, I have to go this way and the other way. Tell me Berit Kiruta. Okay. We go to Nashia Kadosh first. Nashia Kadosh, what does he say? Nashi says, Berit Melah. Karat Beriti Maharon. Now he's not learning Melah is Karat. He's saying, like Victor said, after the 24 Matanot was settled, now we have to make a Shake, shake hands. We have to make the deal. Bidabar habari umitkayim. So God chose to make the brit in something that is durable, something that doesn't uh, spoil. Now it doesn't it spoil. Umavri etaharim. It benefits others. For example, the salt not only doesn't spoil itself, but it stops others from spoiling. You put the salt on the meat, and the meat stays. So the salt is an, an, a, a symbol of durability, of something that is kayam. Berit melach. It's a mashal, according to Nashi. Kaberit le'olam. It's a mashal, meaning God's telling Aaron, just like melach is beneficial in the sense that it doesn't decompose, it's not perishable, this breed over here finished. Like Melah. Forever. It's going to stand. Sometimes you have a breed, 10 year deal, 5 year deal, you know, depending on the clause. Oh, you look at the contract. Oh, you can get out of it. Here, this is ironclad. Breed Melah. Just like the Melah, Enu Masriah Le'olam. So it's got nothing to do with salt. Meaning, it's not that Hashem didn't take salt to Aaron. It's a mashal. How do I say that this deal over here is permanent? So a permanent deal you would call it's a brit melah. It's a brit melah. Why brit melah? Maybe brit pilpelin. No, because melah firm doesn't move. Eno masriah, and not only it's beneficial. You benefit. It doesn't only benefit itself; it benefits others. Preserves it. Right, preserves others. So that's a new understanding of Rashi. Rashi the parasha, by the way. I'm sure you all read the Rashi already in the parasha. I'm just reviewing what what Rashi is. Yeah. <coughs> A little different than Nashi. This is what I told you about the 24 Matanot. Never going to be nullified. Oh, so he learned like the salt that was sweetening the korbanot. In Vayikra we learned, I'll call korbancha takrib melach. So therefore, just like there's a rule 
that the basar of the kurbanot, every basar, that's, a, that's an ironclad rule, and there's no exceptions, every basar that goes in has to have salt, you're going to get the 24 matanot. So he throws in basar kurbanot. That's the obvious. Utai, over the past uh, couple of months, we started to learn Tzorah Mor, as you know. We love the Tzorah Mor. Who's the Tzorah Mor? Rabbi Abraham Sabah. He lived in the 1400s in Spain. One of the, from the Girushes Farad. And he got, went to Lisbon, they threw him out of Lisbon, he went all over the place. He's an amazing Sadiq, Rav Haidat talks about him in Shema Gedulim. Sror Hamor, I recommend all our members to get the Sror Hamor, Humash. Unbelievable Hadushim. He also talks about it. He says, oh, an unbelievable Hadush. An unbelievable Hadush. What did Rashi mean? I mean, Rashi said two things here. Number one, the salt is kayam. But it's also mekayam others. You put it on the meat. What, what does she have to throw that one in for? Just say, if I want to say it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a durable, it's a sure deal, Of course, the salt is there forever. What does he have to throw in Rashi? And mavri aharim. So Surah Amor adds a few words and he says, Ken kihunat aharon. Which means, we're a piece of meat. And Aharon is, is keeping us. How? To the Korbanot. Because Korbanot mechaper on us. Without the Korbanot and mechaper on us, we don't have a Kiyum. So therefore, God is telling Aaron there's two benefits. Number one, the kiyum is going to be to you. But the kiyum is going to be that you're going to benefit others like the salt. What? Just like the salt preserves the meat, Aaron preserves Klai Yisrael through the sacrificing of the korbanot and so on and so forth. That's just a little addition to understand what she gave both. Appropriate right, appropriate reference. Exactly. Well, otherwise, why would he need that second part? Umbavri aharim. No, that's your job, Aharon. You're going to benefit Aharim, meaning without Aharon, without the Bet HaMikdash, Ma'afi Kapara, Ma'afi Kapara, Ma'afi Kla Yisrael. The Harambam says something beautiful. Harambam, this is just to warm us up about that. I mean, I'll let you know when you have to start paying attention. This is just to, I'll let you know when we're starting the Deraj. This is just to get this, you have to get this out of the way. This is important. We cannot go to the main entree First, you have to give a guy a soup. You have to give a guy a soup first. Then you take away the soup. You give him a salad. Then you take it away. You give him a Ashkenazim. They put a grapefruit. They can't wait to have a grapefruit with a cherry in, in the middle of it. So, okay, everybody has their way. And then you put out the the duck. They like the duck. Moshe Peking, the duck. In any event, so now, oh, so what is uh, what is he saying over here? Sarambam says. <coughs> One of the functions of the Kohanim and the Levi'im, both the Kohanim are by the way Levi'im, as you know. Kohanim and Levi'im, it's the same tribe. What's the function of Shevet Levi? They're the teachers of Christ. The Hachamim is Shevet Levi. They are the educators. I think Rav Palm once, Allah Shalom, oh no, I heard this from Moshe, Moshe Wolfson. Moshe Wilson made a study. He says, if you look at the Hachamim in Klai Yisrael, you'll find Rubama Kohanim. 
And he started to list all the Achamim from so many, a disproportionate amount of Tamidah Achamim that are Kohanim. Why? That's the Menachem Moshe Rebbeinu. But of course, Harambam, if you remember what he wrote, Veloshem and Levi Don't think that they have a monopoly on uh, Torah. Anybody that wants to, you know, uh, uh, subscribe to Shemit Levi to be part of it, you, you list them as that we leave You can join the Shemit Levi. But Shemit Levi is known to be Kodesh Kadashim, they're the tribe of Torah. And what's the purpose of Torah? The purpose of Torah is to explain stuff. The explanation of the Torah is like salt to the food. Mm. You understand? If I give a guy food, what makes the food enjoyable? The spices. Now, from a nutrition standpoint, you don't need spices. Just eat it. The doctor says, oh, you need vitamin A, B, C, D. The guy here, eat this here. What is it? It's a glob of, uh, of uh, tofu. You eat it. It doesn't taste like anything. Manhu. Okay, it doesn't matter. What do you care what it tastes like? Bottom line, you can be healthy. Yeah, but I want to enjoy my food. So all of a sudden you put, you see people, they eat, they hold the salt shaker. There's some people, they hold it. They hold it in their hand. They hold it in there. Boom. Like every Sunday, what? They put. I'm not saying it's healthy, doctor. This is what they do. This is what they do. Why? Time. have time. Sometimes they make the food. You tell the, the, the wife, not enough salt. Not enough salt. It puts, oh, I forgot to put, add some salt. The salt is the whole time. That's what their job is to take the Torah law. Torah says, don't do this. Blend. They're blend. It doesn't have any time. So when they come along, they put some salt on it for the tummy. Oh, now it's a, it's a delicious over. By the way, what is the Mishnah saying? Pirkei Avot. Kachi darka shel Torah. Pat b'melech tochal. That's the way of the Torah. What do you mean with the way of the Torah? The way of the rabbi's job is not to give the students uh, uh, bread. That's not, we're not in prison over here. It's not Rikers Island. Give the guy bread. No. Pat b'melech. Give the wow. add the melah. That's the darkab Torah. The, 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 the job of the tamin acham is to add the melah to the pot. But just to give him the pot, I don't need you to give me the pot. I have a chumash. I have the chumash. The pot is in front of me. No, the rabbi's job is he's the salt shaker. The rabbi's job is to come along and say, oh, you know the pasuk already? Yeah. Okay. Now, now come. Now come here. Now let me add the salt over here. The salt is the is the reasonings. Is the logic. So this is the sroramor. Does that mean all him? He says brit melah. The Torah is a Brit, but there's a special Brit called Brit Melach. Because the purpose of the Torah is to explain everything. Taste the beauty of it. Ve'amar, and he calls the Mishnah, Pat b'melech tochal, ala Torah. She'sarich leto'ama ul'molcha, you have to salt it, b'ta'ame Torah. So therefore, God's telling Aharon HaKohen, Aharon, you have another function. Besides the kad matanot keuna, which is your function in the Beit HaMikdash, you have a second purpose, b'rit melech. B'rit melech, you're the tribe of you're the tribe of Yerumish Patech Ali Yaakov. Ta'amur Ukitov. You're the job of, of the teacher. So it's a separate, uh, understand, according to learning, it's a separate purpose. Brit Melah. <coughs> according to him, the Surah Amor, it's not a confirmation of the Brit of the Kadmatanot Kehuna. It's another job. Hazakbar, exactly. Job number one, you're receiving the Kadmatanot as, as a result of your service in the Beit HaMikdash. Ve'od, Brit Melah. 
Your job is to make sure that you see the Torah correctly and present it to Christ so they understand the, the beauty of it. <laughs> that is Surah Amor. Surah Amor is unbelievable. Abotai, Surah Amor is unbelievable. And we still didn't start yet. You believe it? And we still didn't start. Although, if you just came for the Surah Amor, they you have a Sefer Shemot over here? Sefer Shemot, sorry, Ali. Now you think in a library such as this, there would be a Sefer Shemot. But could you imagine? No, because Sefer Shemot is a winter, is a winter hamash. The rabbis say no, I don't know. So the the, the, the winter guys, the winter guys. No, 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 I don't know. I have it. I have it. I need Rashi. Calm down. Okay. I have it. See, the winter guys took my Shemot over here. The summer guys don't learn Shemot, Rabbi Marker. The summer guys don't learn Shemot. The summer guys are Bamidbar Devarim. That's it. Shemot is always missing. Because, uh, put it back. The guy can put it back. No, put it. Okay, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's somewhere else. Okay, Rabotak. Oh, so there's a sefer called Kitab Kabbalah. It's not a Kabbalistic book. It's just called Kitab Kabbalah. And the parasha. He says something beautiful. He's questioning the root of the word Melah. Where does the word come from? Melah. Forget about. It. We don't mean so. Like, I know you don't. You wouldn't ask that question in another language. Where did the word salt come from? It's the word salt, S-A-L-T, that's what it is. Sal. But in Judaism, in Hebrew, Lashon HaKodesh, you're able to say, what are these letters? What, what's the etymology? What's the root of the word? So he found it. He found the root of it. He says, the root of it is in Parashat Kitisa. You wouldn't think that, right? In Parashat Kitisa, it talks about. Oh, Vayomer Hashem el Moshe kach lechasamim natav ushed bechalbena samim ketoret veasita ota ketoret rokach maaseno kayah memulah. Oh, it is memulah. What's the root word of memulah? Melah. What's it memulah? Rashi. Memulah. <coughs> he says, <coughs> Okay, I, I didn't look at the Targum. My mistake. What is it saying? The Targum? <coughs> Memulah. Then Rashi says something beautiful. If you grind it, make sure you mix it up with Memulah Taor Kodesh. Veomer Ani. Look how beautiful Rashi. Veomer Ani. Had by Ani Omer. He doesn't want to say Ani first. He says Veomer Ani. Modei Ani. Veomer Ani. Veomer Ani. Shedomelo veyiluha malachim. Remember in the book of Jonah, the book of Jonah, Jonah and the whale. Remember over there? What is it called, the sailors? Malachim. Why? Because what do the sailors do? They're mixing the water. The oars. The oars. Understand? 
Unbelievable. Al Shem, They turned the waters, they mixed the waters, b'meshotot, with the oars. Kishimadigim b'tasefina. Ke'adama mehapech bekaf betzim tenufot. Look at this, make like a big scramble, like the guys in the, the Zoom are making scrambled legs. He says, like you mehapech bekaf betzim tenufot. Like they're making the scrambled legs, they, they, they beat it, they mix it. Interesting. So that's called memulah. Oh, so says the Rav, Kitab Kabbalah, very nice. So why is salt then called that? Because if anybody knows the, uh, the science, how salt is made. Salt is actually made from the combination of two opposites. You have over here, the salt really is in the water. Right? And then you have the sun, which is the fire, the fire and the water come together. And when the fire and the water come together, the fire causes the water to evaporate. And as a result, what's the final product that you have? Sea salt. salt. Sea salt. So therefore he says, you have a combination in Iruv of Esh Umayim. When you put Esh Umayim together, you have a, a combo. And therefore, that combo of Esh Umayim produces something. So Melah, Pirush like this, the result of the combination. The result of the combination is called melach, because it came from a combination. Memulach, melach. What's the combination that it resulted from? Eshumayim. Nice uh, explanation. Incredible. Mm. So he says something gorgeous. He said, in Judaism, you have two, two different careers. Two different, here we go. Okay. All right, Abutai, now we have to mute the members. My favorite part of the class is to mute all our participants. I'll do that right now. Mute, oh, okay, keep on making noise. I'm muted. Okay, now you're muted. That's it. Okay. Gary, you enjoying yourself? Okay. Anyway, so now, oh, so he says like this. You have two careers in Judaism. Balabatim, Balabai, it's a good guy. Goes to work, he learns in the morning, Dafayumi, comes in the afternoon. But his primary, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's working, he's a voodoo. And then you have what? The learners. The learners and the earners. The learners, they're in the, uh, they're in the kolel studying and all that, earning a living by their coffee earning, earning a living. In any event, so you have over here, that's no good. You cannot have a separation between the two. The people that are working need to connect themselves to the learners. Uh, they don't know that. But they say, Rabbi, I have to go to work. No problem. Hashem should go to work. But if you support the Tabidah Hachamim, if you support them, with the money that you're making, you take that money, you give to the Tabidah so they learn. What happens over here? You combined it. You created a, a combo. So the Torah says something amazing. It says, Kitab Kabbalah. What's the main reason why you have to give the Kad Matanot Kehuna? Because who's doing the Kadmatanot? The farmer, the livestock guy, the, these are all workers, these are all people that are involved. How are you going to connect yourself to the Torah? So he says, go give the Matanot that you're earning and go give it. And what's the Kohen doing? He's sitting and learning. You know what you created now? Berit Melach. You created the combo. You created the combo. 
you created the combination of Torah va'avodah. That wow. connection of Torah va'avodah, that's, uh, that's what it is. So God is telling Aaron, your job is Brit Melach. You need to make sure that there's going to be a Ilbuv between Klaisel. And by receiving those Matanot, you have to know you're giving something back. You're not only receiving it for nothing. You receive it in order to partner them up in, in what you're doing. That is called in Yahadut a Brit Melach, a Brit of La'arbev in order to, to mix. All right. But now the Dirash begins. Now the Dirash begins. The amazing thing is for those that come in the morning, we have a shoot every morning, not only on Fridays, uh, 9 o'clock, we have every day at Abu we have Dafiyumi, and then after Dafiyumi, we learn Halakha. We're learning the laws this week. This week, I think it was about Siman Gima, the laws of Hazan, Shadi Asimur. We learned this week, amazing Hashkaha, the laws of when they invite you to be a Hazan. There's laws when they invite you to Chavod, When they invite you to Chavod, there's rules over here. How are you supposed to approach the teva? The hazan. The hazan. Yeah. Right, right. So not, not, the, not the set hazan. The set hazan, he knows. But let's say they're inviting a guy. Chavod. Chavod, right. So there's, there's rules how he's supposed to behave before he approaches the teva. We learned them very well. But now we're going to read the Gemara. We didn't read it inside the Gemara. We saved that for today. It's a Gemara. Berachot Lamid Dalet. Tanur you have to initially Misarev Misarev means Refuse Vim eno misarev The guy's not misarev The guy jumps up there Domel letabshil she'en bo melach Here it is taste, I have some people. No, no, no. Okay, hang on. Too much. Too much. So the Gabbara said, if the guy is Misarev too much, Domel the Tabshi Shik Haitatomelah. Too much salt. Ketsadu Ose, Pamli Shona Yisarev. First time, no thank you. Should he have him? Should he sheep? What should the club be read? Where do you go up? That means you have to strike the exact balance, and that's why they're comparing it this to salt because salt, for it to be beneficial, has to have the right amount. Too much salt, no good. Too little salt, no good. There's mamash salt is uh, like all spices, but salt we're talking about today, for it to have its benefit. You have to put enough. Sometimes you add too little salt, add salt, not too much salt. You have to hit it, boom, bullseye. So the Gemara is telling you that that's the way the person has to approach the, uh, the Hazanut. The service. The service has to strike that perfect, perfect balance. Understand what we're talking about? The perfect balance has to be struck. Oh, 
Let's give the mashal now. So basically, there's three different people. Two of them live on the extreme, and one of them is right in the center. The extreme on the right side is the guy who jumps up there without invitation. You don't care. Nothing. The guy just jumps up there. You didn't even let us salt the thing yet. The guy jumped up there. And then you have the other guy. He comes along, and he don't want to get up there. Too much salt. Ramash in the middle where may have him and then go. Let's go talk about Rabotel. We have him, not, this is a mashal. The Sfat Emet says we have a real life example of this in the Torah. In the olden days, what was the service? They didn't have Shaliyah Sibur. The Kohen was the Shaliyah Sibur. Kohen. He's the Hazan. He's the, 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 the public, public servant. Look at unbelievable. You remember when uh, originally God told Moshe that he wants to take the people out of Egypt and he wants them to be the Kohen. And Moshe, Moshe refused. Refused too much, says Fatimid. And then all of a sudden, when they gave it to Aaron, Moshe said, and God said, no, when I wanted, you didn't want. He refused. Now you want, but it's too late. Moshe was misarev a lot. Who's the other extreme? Korah. Korah. No one invited him. Why would we be the Kohen? Hey, we didn't even tell you to be Hazan. Come on, he jumped on the Teva. Why should it be Kohen? Moshe was shocked. Bekashtem, bekashtem kam kehuna. You're asking for the kehuna. Nobody invited you. That's the extremes. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't doesn't want to be chlal. That's why you're not chosen. You're misarev too much. Korah, the opposite. Korah running. And now we open the day of the Mishkan. And now, what does the Pasuk say? Moshe tells Aharon, Kerab al Why is it Kerab al Shaya Aharon Bosh. Aharon was Bosh. So, what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? What do you mean? Lekach Nebharta. That's why you're chosen because you have the perfect, uh, the perfect balance. I was too this way, Korah was too that way, exactly. You see, Aaron is the perfect balance. The Kaknev Arta. The Kaknev Arta, because you have the perfect. And that's what it means in the Pasuk. Add this to the list. Lahagid Shebahoshel Aaron Sheloshina. Mazel Sheloshina. He didn't deviate from the perfect balance of Melah. He didn't. He knew exactly not to say no too much, not to say yes too much. It's not Moshe Rabbeinu Abdiel to say never. He's not Korah to say oh only me. In the middle, Moshe Lagid Sheva Hoshel Aaron Sheloshina. He didn't deviate from the perfect, right? Perfect pit target bullseye of how much melach to put in the in the seed. Now, what's the pshat? What's the depth? What's the depth of this? So the Sfat Emet explains it. Beautiful explanations. What, what, what's, the, what's the hashkafa behind this halakha? The, the halakha of siruv and not siruv and yes siruv. By the way, this is a remez. In, in, in this week's prayer, this is a put parenthesis for a second. I'll get back to the hashkafa in a second. In this week's parashah, once you start, it starts coming out. It starts to flow. The flow is good. 
Remember there was a plague? There's a plague that came out, Magifa. So the Pasuk says, when the plague started, oh, Vayomir Moshe Laharon, kah etamahta, take the, the pans, beten aleha esh ketoret, Vayikah Aharon, Kashid Diber Moshe, Vayarots. Vayarots. What happened to the balance? Because you remember we learned in the Gemara that says if the Hazan's up there and is making a mistake and they need to change the Hazan, then you have to go up. Over here, Korah messed up the Ketoret. He's making a mistake. So there, Vayarots. You have to run straight. There's no. There's no uh, a delay on that over there. That's Vayanot. That's perfect. We like this week. It's in the Rabbi told. Right? Rabbi tells you that. Right. Rabbi tells you go. Moshe Nabiru tells him go. Same answer. Same, another answer. Hathbos giving a second answer. Here's the answer. The Gemara says, but if the rabbi tells you to go up, you don't, you don't delay. So here Moshe is telling him to do it. I'm explaining it that Korah messed up the Ketoret. Hazard made a mistake. Go fix it. Go fix it. But he's saying better. It's Moshe Rabbeinu told him there was nothing to talk. Well, he made a mistake or not. Moshe told you to do what you're doing. Fantastic. Anyway, let's go back. What's the, what's the Hashkafah behind this Halakha? During the week, we don't, we don't learn Hashkafah behind the Halakha. During the week, my contract says I have to teach the members the law. Friday, we have to go into the... the re- hey, Jake. We have to give the, the, the logic of the law, meaning in a hashkafic standpoint. Right. <laughs> so now watch. Why should a person refuse initially? Because he has to say to himself, I'm not Ra'ui, I'm not Ra'ui to, like one of the members this week was, I'm not Ra'ui to be the Azar, I'm the representative, I'm not the worthy. So ultimately, why are you supposed to then, if you're not worthy, what happened? How did you become worthy all of a sudden? If you're not worthy, what happened? Because the guy told you to go off twice. I mean, did you become worthy? You didn't become a tzaddik in the second invitation. So how does it work? The second explanation is, the second invitation, you come to the conclusion, it's not me, but there's a sibur here. Kawah sibur. There's kawah sibur. So this, the, 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 the understanding is that me with the sibur, I can do it, but alone, I can't do it. That's the logic. That you understand the, the power of the Sibur. Understand the value of the Sibur. Moshe Rabbeinu, Allah B'Shalom, was the most anav. Moshe Rabbeinu, Ma'ish anav me'ot. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, uh, even with the Sibur, I have nothing. Even with the Sibur, <laughs> too much that side. Korah came along and said, I don't need the Sibur. I'm going to go myself. I can do it on my own. You don't need the Sibur? Aharon is right in the middle. Aharon says, listen, uh, myself, I'm not worthy. But b'shut sibur that means, you see, Aharon had a tremendous midah. What's the midah of Aharon? He understood the, the power of sibur. He understood the, the value of it. And therefore, although he was a humble man, to go up to the teba right away, but we have the sibur behind. Who's the sibur? Sibur's not made up of all tzaddikim, by the way. Yeah, Sadiqim, Sibur is a shit, what? Sadiqim, Benonim, Vereshaim. That's what the Sibur is made up of. It's not all, uh, 
ותיקים מניהם, we have 100% ברוך השם צדיקים, I can't vouch for that in every synagogue, ברוך השם. But what? By the way, where do we learn מניהם from? From the מנגנים. You, you couldn't find it. Even the 10 o'clock minyan in Landa is better than the Miragelim. <laughs> That's the source of Miragelim. Yeah? Meaning, take out Kalev and, uh, and Yoshua, you're left with 10. That's the one for minyan. And the Peshat is, even the minyan of Miragelim is a minyan. That's it. We don't, we, don't, uh, we don't ask you for credentials when you come into it. Just put on a mask. We don't ask you for, for credentials. That's a, put on a mask six feet away, that's a, you're part of the minyan. Ah, you're Shemesh Shabbat? No, no you, as long as you put on the mask, you, you accept it over here. Okay, this is it. Masveh. Then, ah, the explanation is like this. So, Aaron had a tremendous kavod for the Sibur. He understood the power of a Sibur. I'm nothing. But, Ed, Aaron, and a Sibur, that could be Hazan. It'll go, it'll go. That's why he's beset Ebn Who are you? I'm nothing. That's the Nyan of Melach. That's the Nyan of Melach. So I'll tell you even deeper. You see that I don't have a tremendous love of the Sibur. What did it say in the Mishnah Perkei Avot? Ohebet Abiriyot. Ohebet Abiriyot. He loved the Abiriyot. And as a result, Mekarevan the Torah. Which is Aaron's job as a Kohen. But the, before you can be kind of somebody to the Torah, it has to be And you see that Aaron had tremendous kavod for the tzibur. Korah, kavod for himself. He don't care about nobody else. I'll do my own. Moshe is so anab, he's like, yeah, even the tzibur is not going to help me. Oh, you have to believe in the tzibur. By the way, when Moshe Rabbeinu criticized the tzibur, well, I'm punished him. Hem no yaminu li. What do you mean? Banai ma'aminim, b'nei ma'aminim. Put your hand in your, in your pocket, and then came up with Surak Kashalik. Remember that story? Aaron, when he died, the whole class, because they knew how much he was of Israel. But his purpose was the Karibam, the Torah. Sfat Emet says deeper, he says, what is this inyan of the salt? Besides the fact that we're explaining it now, that the Yad of the Salt means the exact balance between your limitations but the value of the Sibur, that's the perfect amount, the Sarev, and then to go up. But he says, there's a famous Midrash in the beginning of the creation of the world. What happened? Bore Olam created the water the water and all of a sudden originally there was water all the way up and down the sky that we have separates between the and the so what happened the waters on earth are called in the Zora Kadosh Mayim Bochim the crying waters. Al Naharot Babel. Sham Yashavnu. Gam Bachinu. What is it, Gam? Who else was crying? The waters also crying. Gam Bachinu. We also cried with the waters. Next time you go to the, to the ocean, listen closely here. Who's somebody crying over here? Yeah, that's your, uh, the ocean. The ocean's crying. Why is it crying? 
The Zohar HaKadosh says, the ocean is saying, Anan ba'inan lemeheve kame malka. We were mind melodim. You put us, uh, they put us on the earth now with the, with the beachgoers. We want to be uh, in the Shabbayim. We were close to you. We had the vikut. Now you put us over here on earth. Anan ba'inan lemeheve kame malka. The Zohar explains, that's the shot of the waves. What's the shot of the wave? The wave wants to go back up to become mind melodim. Believe it. When you see a wave, that's hishtokekut. The wave is a sign of... We were, we were by million names. Every, the, the water is never appeased. The water is... And then we want to go back up to become close to God. Bore Olam says, your job is to be by Abdonim. It listens. It goes down again. Ahabat Hashem, Yirat Hashem. Ahabat Hashem, Yirat Hashem. Hey, you'll never look at a wave. Uh, you're, you're a surfer, Elliot. Now you're going to <laughs> when you look at a wave, you say, Look at the, the waves have such a shtokekut, I should be less than a wave. And then by the way, come in Malkad, is what it says. Besogalab, Atatashab Behem. Oh. So what did Boreham do? Boreham said, Okay, I'll appease you. I'll appease you. Boreham says, We're going to take a little uh, of the waters of the Tahtunim. And we're going to bring it back up. When? On Sukkot, Nisukha Mayim. Nisukha Mayim. Well, take some water, put it on the Mizbeah. What happens when you put the water on the Mizbeah? Bingo. So you're represented. All right? So the, 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 the water said, okay, once a year, Nisukha Mayim. And okay. So the says, okay, we'll do something else. So that says, I'll call Korbanecha Takrib Melah. Where do you get the salt from? From the water. So therefore, we'll evaporate you and we'll put it on the Mizbeah. So therefore we have Brit Beautiful. So once that happened, the water was appeased. Very good. Once the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, the water started crying again. That's why the water was crying again. After the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, okay, we, after we got the salt, we made a salt treaty. Okay, but okay, we represented every single day. But when the Galut, we hear the water's crying again because they said, hey, we lost our, uh, we lost our position. So the shot is that from the salt you learn a lesson of the hishtokekut, the hishtokekut. The biryah wants to, the biryah wants to go, get better. The biryah wants, and if the, if the salt, which is an inanimate object, the water which is an inanimate, the human being, which has an neshama, the, the, the natural tendency of every single dude, no matter what he looks like, there's an ishamah that has a hishtokekut. Now the guy might not feel it, he might not know it, he might try to bury it, but the rabbi has to know that every single Jew has a natural, you just have to, you have to, you have to find it. That's why we don't write off any single Jew. Even the guy who looks like he's, uh, yeah, but you're not worse than uh, the water. The water doesn't know anything. The water has, doesn't know anything. and It's, it's, it's jumping up to Hashem. You don't know either yet, but you, you have a story. We have to find that spot. So he says, therefore, Aharon was ohevet a biriyot. Biriyot means even the, the bums, biriyah, biriyah kala. Because he knew, he knew that inside of them there's a hishtok ekut. And therefore, if he could just mekarev them or mekarev the Torah, that was the inyan of the melach, of the brit melach. God is telling Aharon, you have the inyan of brit melach. You understand that just like the water, is represented by the Mela and the Mizbeh, because it wants to go back up to Kedush Baruch Hu. 
Aaron had tremendous kavod of the Sibur because he understood that from the Brit Melach that everybody has a Hishtukut Kav. Everyone wants to be Anan Ba'inan Malka. And he used that Kavah of Brit Melach in order to, to bring them close. Kachi Darkashal Torah. Oh, do you understand what's going on over here? I added it a little deeper from the Sfat Emet. So there's two things of the Melach. Melach, number one, is the Mashal of the Gemara. Don't refuse to go up and don't go up too early. Exactly right. Meaning it's a partnership. The Hazan and the Sibur. Kabod Sibur. That's what is Halakot. Torah Sibur, Kabod Sibur. That's all part of it. Aaron was perfect at that. Furthermore, he understood what the Melach represents. The Shtukeku that wants to go high and high and high. Therefore, he understood every single guy as Kawa. Therefore, Mekarabana Torah. Beautiful. Abotah, we cannot underestimate this power of Kavod Sibur and the value of what a Sibur is. You remember when Aaron died? When Aaron died, it says, Dananei Kavod left, and they became vulnerable, and the Kenanim attacked. Aaron was the, 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 the semel of Kavod Sibur, of the, of the respect of the Sibur, or Hevet Abiriyot. And when Aaron was alive, when you have a rab like that, that's Hevet Sibur, Mechabetet Sibur, it affects the people. It affects the people. After he died, the Ananek Kavod, that means if there's no Kavod amongst the people, then the Ananek Kavod, they're called. The Clause of Glory also left, which means they didn't have that, uh, that role model. And therefore, it's a kitruk, it's a sakana. And let me tell you the secret now. When we come to sit at the table, and this happens, this happens a lot in the Bhutan. When you come sit at the table on Friday night, it's, it's mostly on Friday night on Shabbat. But mashallah, we have a lot of people. What happens? We make the tilat and we sit down. What happens if you, you can't talk now? I said, you're, you're locked. And everybody's dilly-dallying in the kitchen, and they're talking, and everybody's doing their own thing. And one guy says, no, he don't care that you're sitting doing nothing. He goes upstairs, puts on his slippers, another guy goes to the bathroom. Everybody's doing that. You're sitting, you're waiting there. The ladies are talking. And everybody's doing what they want. When they're ready, they're going to come to the... Uh, the guy allowed to talk. But, uh, right, those guys, yeah, the guys, those guys. Oh, yeah. That's the only time they talk. In the middle, they don't talk. And after between, once they are there, stop talking. Anyway, what ends up happening most of the time? What are you thinking in your brain? You're thinking bad about the people. You're thinking bad about That says the Ramah. There's a Puranut at that point. The people that make it that Shabbat, Shabbat, what are you thinking bad about the people? What are you thinking? That, those bad thoughts about the people, Atme Shalom, those bad thoughts about the people, Sakana. But you can't help it. Oh, he, 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 oh, he, tell me what he comes in to, to wash. So the Torah comes along and says that Amman says, put the salt on the table. Put the salt on the table. The salt is magin from the Puranut. Because the salt reminds us of the perfect balance of Aharon, of the Kavod Sibud that he had. 
that, that he understood the Sibur, even though they're not perfect, even though they're dilly-dallying, even though they're wasting their time, even the salt on the table is me'orer the brit melah that was given to Arona Kohen, or heaven the biriyot, the guy's not going to be heaven the biriyot, they're going to always have claims against the, those thoughts, even the thoughts that you have against Klai Yisrael, especially your family members, you want to make a trade your family members? You want to bet on your family members now in your brain, the thoughts are... Adrabai is supposed to say, Maruch Hashem, they're keeping Shabbat, they're long day, they're washing, we only have one sink. Let them come, Maruch Hashem. Don't let the thoughts, and even if the thoughts enter your brain, Maruch Hashem, the thoughts there. Oh, my thank God. You tell the lady after, you're lucky, the salt saved your life. You know, if you know what I was thinking about you over there, you're lucky you made it to the table. You're lucky you made it to the table. If there was no salt on the table, you would have been the husband Shalom. That's the Inyan, why the Ramad comes along and says, that the inyan is to keep the salt in order to protect. And that's the lesson to us is kavoda sibur, ohebet abiriyot. And that's, the, that's what God was telling Aaron. Aaron, you got a special breed called breed melah. The agid shebaho shel Aaron sheloshina. Okay, we'll stop. Right. That's why you're allowed to say the word salt. Salt, right. Right, because you need that. You need that. Limeni, nice. Kill me. Kills me. Beautiful. Even in English. Nice.